0: Hello, and welcome again to another edition of the Conservative Historian Podcast. This one entitled, The American President Movie in 2020. The date, June of 2020. Has there been a single Hollywood writer of late who can claim better lines than Aaron Sorkin? We come not to bury him, but to actually to praise him, and only wish the conservatives had his like. Not certain who that is? Try, you need me on that wall, or you cannot handle the truth, or I am the president. Even outside of politics, it was Sorkin's words that powered The Social Network, a movie about the rise of Muck Zuckerberg and Facebook. And of course, on TV, the famed The West Wing was an Emmy staple. Though Sorkin will best be remembered for Jack Nicholson's incredible performance as Lieutenant Colonel Jessup in A Few Good Men, Sorkin has invented not one, but two notable fictional presidents. The first was Jed Bartlett of the West Wing, and the topic of this column, President Andrew Shepard of liberal Rob Reiner's The American President, a movie which was released 25 years ago, back in 1995. In full disclosure, the conservative historian actually likes romantic comedies. Eesh, I know, I know. And when they are combined with presidential politics, all the better. At the beginning of The American President, when the presidents are shown in celebratory imagery, it might have been nice to have the 40th president out of the 10 or so shown. But considering the politics of Sorkin and director Reiner, fine, we'll settle for Ike. There are many issues a conservative would have with this movie. The Lone Republican is an odious jerk, appallingly named Robert Rumson, and played with a perpetual sneer by Richard Dreyfuss. But when you have actors such as Michael Douglas, Michael J. Fox, and Annette Bening combined with Sorkin Dialogue, one is onto to something. And one, frankly, is readily to, uh, to forgive some of the licenses that were taken with the movie. But we're not here for a pure movie review. We're here to take an interesting look at what has happened in the intervening 25 years since this movie was released. Sorkin TV shows and movies always feature a big dramatic moment. In the very first episode of The West Wing, Democratic President Jed Bartlett lectures a group of conservative evangelicals in the finer points of the Mosaic Law. Of course, being the West Wing, these conservative evangelicals do not know their Ten Commandments, but laughably, laughably, the liberals do. In A Few Good Men, the big scene is the courtroom scene, one of the best exchanges in movie history. I want the truth, thunders Tom Cruise, answered by Jessup's, played by Jack Nicholson again. You can't handle the truth. And in the American President, it is when Michael Douglas's President Andrew Shepard get it Shepherd finds his inner liberal after governing as huh, gasp a neocentrist Shepherd addresses the press corps and the nation in a lecture that was to contrast with his real-world counterpart in nineteen ninety five President William Jefferson Clinton, after beginning with a more leftist ideology in his first year as president in nineteen ninety two Clinton began to move to the center, especially after a wallop of a defeat in the 1994 midterms. Clinton decided to abandon Hillarycare, pass a crime bill, balance the budget, negotiate NAFTA, and declare the era of big government at an end. In many ways, Clinton is the conservative answer to David Souter, thought to be one thing, but really was quite the other. Instead of a pivot to the center, though, Sorkin and Reiner had their fictional Democratic president move to the left on a host of issues in one single impromptu address to the press. Shepard declares that he will enforce gun control by, quote, getting all of the guns, unquote. He will reduce CO2 carbon emissions and stand solidly with the ACLU. He then lectures the press corps, the nation, and the movie's audience on the value of liberalism. Not liberal as we understand today, but rather the concept of free speech and open discourse. More of sort of an 18th century view of liberalism. Though Clinton may have rejected the fictional Shepard's veer to the left, the next Democrat did not. Shepard became sort of a proto-Obama. Now, the American president was released 25 years ago. And the fictional Shepard would have been well, pretty much to the left of the Democratic president of the time, and really kind of in line with the presidency of Barack Obama from 2009 through 2017. Reviewing this movie in today, in 2020, is just one of the many signs of just how far to the left politics has moved, and how illiberal the left is today. Now, we are pretty certain that Sorkin will never be confused with Ian Coulter, but there was something odd about the Shepard press corps speech compared with the goals of today's language police. Shepard, or Sorkin really, states, quote, Why would a senator, his party's most powerful spokesman, and a candidate for president choose to reject upholding the Constitution? Here, Sorkin's fictional president is clearly stating that he supports the Constitution, but a host of 2020 candidates wish to either rewrite or circumnavigate this document. Packing the Supreme Court, eliminating the Electoral College, putting limits on First Amendment free speech are just a few of the examples. Per this last point, Shepard intones, quote, you want free speech? Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. Unquote. This line in movie is actually used to justify the burning of an American flag. But cannot the sentiment also be used to advocate for the flag in stating that, Dishonoring the flag is wrong. Remember, in Sorkin's worldview, as, exposed by his, as espoused by his fictional shepherd, is, is that free speech is paramount and that one of the critical aspects of American society is to have to sit and listen to something of which you fundamentally, at your heart of hearts, disagree with. That's really what Sorkin is saying. That is not absolutely not the stance of what we are seeing in 2020. As one of the protesters at a Black Lives Rally noted, quote, there is no other side, unquote. You want to espouse conservative values? This could be construed as hate speech and thus is forbidden. You want to identify someone as a him or a her? You will be harshly castigated. One of the leading newspapers wishes to publish an opinion column from a sitting, center-right, U.S. senator from Arkansas? Not a chance. Only the progressive you can make it into the op-ed pages of the New York Times in 2020. Earlier in the movie, this exchange occurs. Quote, Oh, and Leon? Don't be the nice guy from Brooklyn on this. Do what the NRA does. What's that? Scare the hell out of them. Exactly. Unquote. During the press conference, Shepard says the tactics of the infamous Rumson quote, he is interested in two things, and two things only making you afraid of it and telling you who's to blame for it. Unquote. When it comes to discussion about police reform and the removal of public sector unions, education reform, such as more charter schools for inner city children, Conversations about why married African Americans have similar incomes to whites or the acceptance of misogynistic lyrics that denigrate black women are introduced, they are all too easily dismissed as simple racism. Public sector unions make people afraid of police reform. The National Education Association and the American Federation of Teachers makes you afraid of charter schools and what will happen to the children. Their real fear and concern is about union dues and power, not children. And criticism of certain cultural norms is chalked up to racism. And who is responsible for all of this? Why, Donald Trump, of course, and throw in Mitch McConnell as well. In marketing, the use of FUD is a common tactic. What is FUD? FUD is fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Fear was a tactic going back to the first presidents and is nothing new. The Jefferson people made Americans afraid of Adams for his authoritarianism. The Adams people made Americans afraid of Jefferson by suggesting that the Francophile Jefferson would bring the French Revolution and the guillotine to our shores. But in 2020, the use of fear has never been so close to tearing the fabric of a nation that has delivered the greatest amount of prosperity to the greatest number of people in the history of the world. But the Democrats do not seem as interested as moving on and talking about the issues. Rather, they want Americans to be afraid. Afraid of racists. Afraid of Israel. Afraid of corporations. You name it. Also during the big speech, Shepard states, America is advanced citizenship. You've got to want it bad. Totally agree. Yet today there is a phalanx of support for mail-in voting. Even prior to the COVID-19 issue, this was a high priority on the liberal wish list. Apparently, having to move oneself down to the voting booth, or gasp, having to wait in line is too onerous. Americans wait in line for Taylor Swift tickets, but asking them to exercise the paramount responsibility of citizenship. Every two years, or four in most cases, is just too darn much. And, as for COVID... There are a plethora of ways to work around this, including having young people manage the precincts and keeping the actual voting locations more than 10 feet apart. Everyone wears masks. It was not voting that caused the spread of COVID. Rather, it was jamming COVID patients together in nursing homes. Motor voter is the same. If a U.S. citizen cannot fill out a form, a 10 to 15-minute form, and register to vote, prior to the voting date, they must not really, quote, want it bad, so much for advanced citizenship. One of the characters, an advisor to the president, played by the terrific Michael J. Fox, talks to Shepard about doing the right thing with the following, quote, you have a deeper love of this country than any man I've ever known, unquote. Do you see what's happening right there? Liberals Sorkin and Reiner are equating the value of a president with how much they love the country, with how much they believe in the country. But today, looking around at the new powers that be on the left, whether they include Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, the leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement, Nicole Hannah-Jones of the 1619 Project, or Bernie Sanders, does anyone think they love this country? Now, we understand that this listed group consists of minorities and women who in this country have not received the same opportunities as white men. It would be foolish and wrong not to admit that this is a clear thing. But this is not a reference to their groups. This is a reference to them, the people just named. You have representatives of the U.S. Congress, including an immigrant from Africa. All of them are either rich or will be at some point in the near future. All of them are at the top of their professions, and all because they enjoyed the fruits of the American system. But do they love their country? Forget the more than any man I've known part, but any love? What does it say that a movie made by liberal Rob Reiner, written by liberal Aaron Sorkin, featuring liberal actors such as Annette Bening and Martin Sheen, and this movie, made just 25 years ago, is not liberal enough. In fact, for 2020, it is not even close. Thank you.